Welcome back, everybody, to episode two of the Real Estate Done Different podcast. My name is Alex Krana. I'm your host. And today we're going to be talking about buying a home in 2021. 2021, I mean, is a year where we will all grow, we'll all prosper. And finding a home in 2021 is difficult. It's turned into a seller's market because everybody's trying to buy with these incredibly low interest rates. Therefore, we I'm going to talk about how I can help you guys with small tips and tricks just to be able to get that home for you as quickly and as painlessly as possible because nobody wants to miss out on potentially getting the home of their dreams. I uh, asked a lot of you guys on my Instagram whether you guys wanted me to talk about selling a home in 2021 or buying a home in 2021. And the overwhelming majority of you guys said that you guys wanted me to do a podcast on buying a home. And understandably so. I mean, like I said, with these interest rates at an all-time low, there's no better time than the present to be purchasing a home. So without further ado, let's get into it. My number one tip when buying a home in 2021 is that you want to make sure you don't have much debt. Debt? Am I saying that right? I guess I am. Debt. Tough word. Uh, you want to make sure you don't have any debt and you want to build an emergency fund because when you're purchasing a home, you just don't know what can go wrong. And you might need that credit, you know, to cover some bills or you might need that emergency fund if you're in a condo and, you know, a special assessment comes up and you have to fork up five, $7,000. Or if you're at your, if you bought a home and, you know, the garage door is not opening or something, plumbing issues coming up. I mean, at the end of the day, a home is a home, just like a car is a car, things break down and things need to get fixed. So having that emergency fund, having your debt cleared is my number one tip when you're buying a home, because like I said, you just don't know what can happen. Now, the number one, two, this is number two thing is this one's very important. A lot of people, you know, like to overestimate how much they can actually afford, but you got to determine really how much you can afford because in today's market with COVID-19, the pandemic going around, job losses happening left, right, and center, layoffs, massive layoffs of some of the biggest companies in the world. I mean, as many of you know me, I used to work for Air Canada and I've gotten laid off because of COVID-19. I mean, it was a great kick in the butt for me. I was able to make my way into real estate, found my true passion, loving every single second of real estate. But at the end of the day, group layoffs happen, right? So you want to make sure that you can afford what you're actually purchasing. Don't tell your realtor or don't come to the conclusion that, you know, hey, you know, I can afford 500K, but I really like a house at 600. I'm willing to pay that extra 100K and get a house that I really want. You want to know how much you afford, how much you can afford. You want to make sure that you're living within your means, because as you guys heard in episode one with my good friend, Gary, we were talking about the percentage of how much you want your mortgage to be in. Gary was saying around 25% of your take-home pay at the most should be going towards your mortgage, not more than that, because 
at the end of the day, we all have other bills, right? We all have a phone bill. We all have electricity, heating, gas, um, cars, if, any, if there's drivers amongst us. And when you have a car, you have a car payment, you have car insurance, you know? There's a lot of things that go into living <laughs> in, in today's society. I mean, you got to get groceries. You, there's a lot of stuff. You always want to have that emergency fund. So you want to really know how much you can afford. Um, number three, I mean, number three, four, and five, they kind of all go together. So I'll, I'll go through them one by one here. Um, you want to save for your down payment, right? A lot of people will know that, you know, you need to put a down payment when you buy a home. Usually it's 20%. The banks always recommend 20%. I recommend 20% as a realtor if you can, just because first of all, it gets your mortgage payment down significantly because you don't have to pay an insurance fee, CMHC fee. That usually is about six to seven K depending on how much the purchase price of the home is. And getting that six to seven K out right away is just, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to get any insurance on your mortgage. And the reason the CMHC fee exists under 20% is because the banks need to protect themselves. So if you're only putting 5% down, they're going to say to themselves, well, he's only putting 5% down. I'm loaning him 95% of his mortgage. I need some backup for this. So I'm going to charge him a little bit of a premium just so that I'm safe. But once you put over 20%, you don't need to worry about that because the banks trust you with over 20%. Sounds convoluted, but it's true. So now when you talk about the 20%, or the 5%, whatever you put down, you could put down whatever fits your budget and what you can work with. If you're buying a place and you get the 5% first time home buyers and that's gonna be your home and you're happy with the 5%, by all means, I'm not, I'm not your mom. So you don't need to, you know, say you're, you're not gonna say that you're gonna, I'm not gonna tell you to put 5% versus putting 20% down. That's not my job. I'm just here to recommend 20% just because you save money in the long run. You, nobody wants to pay extra fees. So if you could find the 20% or if you could do 20%, that's always the highly recommended route. Now to tie it together with when you're buying a home, you also want to save for closing costs. Now, many people don't know this, but when you're buying a home when you're picking a realtor, hopefully Alex Corona from Corona Realty, if you're located in the Calgary area, you do not need to uh, pay the realtor. The sellers will pay, pay the buyer's realtor. So nothing comes out of your pocket for choosing a realtor to buy a home. But there's closing costs, usually about 2 3% of the principal amount of the home. So if you're buying a home for $200,000, about $4,000, or maybe a little less, $2,000 to $3,000 will go into closing costs. That's the lawyer's fees. Um, you wanna get your home inspection. You wanna get uh, condo docs if you're buying a condo, all stuff like that you wanna look into. That's closing costs. That's what we call in the business, closing costs. And of course your realtor, wherever you're listening to this from will explain the closing costs to you. You just wanna make sure that you have that, you have your down payment saved and you have a little bit extra just for those closing costs. because. You never, you don't know how much they are. You know how lawyers can be. I mean, they charge quite a bit for, 
for their services. I mean, they did a lot of schooling. Maybe they're entitled to charge that much, but that's just how it is. So you just want to make sure that you know how much is going into each uh, transaction that you do. And then last of this like little three, three part number two, I guess, is get the pre-approval for your mortgage. Talk to your local mortgage advisor, see what you can afford, see what goes into the whole process. Like I said, you want to make sure that you're looking at homes that you can actually afford. And that's where the mortgage broker will come in. Mortgage broker or advisor will come in. They'll tell you how much you can afford, how much is within your means. And you let your realtor know and the realtor will work around it. But the key is to get that pre-approval because if you get the pre-approval, it shows the mortgage advisors that you're serious. It get it shows your realtor you're serious. And it also shows the sellers that you're serious because at the end of the day, you if you want that home that you see and you've seen it multiple times and you're in love with it, you love the backyard, you love the kitchen, you love the space, you wanna secure that home. And securing that home and showing the sellers that you are serious is a good thing is always, you always let your realtor know, well, I have my pre-approval, I am ready. You say that to them and the, your realtor will relay the message and then the sellers go, well, this could be a quick close. Quick close means quicker cash in the pockets of, of the sellers, which means quicker possession for you. And who doesn't want to be in their dream home quicker, right? So we got to tie it all. Well, I'm going to tie this all together here. So you want to have save for down payment, save for closing costs, and you want to get that pre-approval. It's all tied in together. Because when you go in for that pre-approval, the number, the I'm pretty sure, could be wrong. I've talked to multiple mortgage advisors, but the number one question they'll always say is how much will you be putting down? And like I said, you could go from five percent to, I mean, you could you could finance or finance or mortgage your home at just one percent of the total price. You could have a you put ninety nine percent down on your home. I mean. The possibilities are really endless for that. So you want to find out how much you could save for your down payment. You want to know how much is going to be your closing costs, depending on the home you purchase. And you want to get that pre-approval. Those are three big, big steps that you want to be able to tie in all together to make sure that your dream home is within reach and you're ready to jump on it. Now, Number six or number four, whichever way you want to word it, because I did tie in those last three together, is you want to research the neighborhoods that best suit your needs. So if you're a younger person, you might want to look into downtown. You know, you want to check out the scene, as one of my good friends would say, scope out the scene. Um, you want to see if a condo in downtown works or you know, if you're just starting a family, you want to check out the suburbs. It's really dependent on you. I mean, in Calgary, we have four quadrants. I know I have listeners all around, hopefully the globe, but I know in Canada, I have quite a few listeners all around. So you want to talk about, you know, I'm going to talk about Calgary specifically because I'm a realtor in Calgary. You know, we have four different sections, right? So we have the Northeast, the Northwest, the Southeast, and the Southwest. So we talk about 
the Northeast. The Northeast is known for its culture. Um, lots of uh, influences from different cultures in, in the community. I mean, you look at the upper Northeast full of the Punjabi heritage. You look at Marlboro, a lot of black history there. You look at Rundle, tons of tons of influence from all different types of cultures. So you look at areas like that and it all meshes beautifully. You look at the Southeast and you know, the Southeast, you have uh, the lake communities. You have brand new communities in the deep South, like Seton, which has the biggest YMCA in North America, possibly the world. Don't fact check me on that. Um, you got Mahogany Lake. You have one of the only, I think the only jazz bar in the city in Mahogany, by the way. And then you got the Southwest, you know, you got the downtown core in the Southwest. You have West Hills, great shopping in West Hills. You have Mount Royal University there. Um, you have easy access to the river. You have easy access to the mountains, all stuff like that. And then you got the Northwest, you know, University of Calgary. You got the Rocky Ridge YMCA, another huge YMCA there. As you guys probably know, I'm a big YMCA fan been going there since I was four years old. So, I mean, I must be diehard YMCA fan. Um, and you just got Northwest, got lots of character homes, great development happening there. You got Bowness, kind of its own little town inside the city. You got big parks like Nose Hill and Bowness. Like Calgary is so big in terms of land that the Northwest and the Southeast are two, almost com two completely different cities. The architecture is different. The vibe is different. It's really crazy. So you really want to research your neighborhood. You want to know where you want to live. And that's my number one job as a realtor, because for the many of you that know me, um, I like to drive a lot. I'm a big, big fan of driving. So sometimes one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, I'm bored at home, can't sleep, had four coffees at 11 p.m. and I'm wide awake. So I want to say, to, I say to myself, what can I do to learn about the city? I mean, I could easily Google stuff. And I could easily, you know, look at videos and stuff like that about different communities in Calgary. But I say to myself, let me drive around and really get to know some of these neighborhoods. So I like to think, at least I'm an expert in some parts of the city. I obviously need to learn more about other parts, but that's my goal. My goal as a realtor in Calgary is to make sure that I'm finding a neighborhood that suits your needs. So if you're looking to buy a home with, because you know, you're looking to start a family and you know kind of what you want, I will find you that neighborhood and we'll find you a home. But the key is you got to, I'm going to give you the neighborhoods. It's your job to research it because I won't be living there. You will be living there and you want to be happy in a neighborhood that you're living in. I find that location matters more than the quality of the house. It's an unpopular opinion, but that's what I believe. I, um, I know a few clients of mine that have purchased homes in communities that they never even thought they live in just because of the quality of the home. And I've had vice versa, where I've had people that would want to live in a home that's maybe a picker-upper, is that the word, I guess? 
um, pick her up or, or fix, fix me up or something like that in a community that they love. And I find that the community, I mean, COVID's tough because you can't really go to your neighbors these days, but the community, the neighborhood feel of some of the communities in Calgary is truly astonishing. So like I said, research your neighborhoods that best suit you because choosing somewhere that best fits you and your family is extremely important. Important. Make sure not only you love the home, but the neighborhood that surrounds it, right? Everybody wants to be happy coming home every day. Now, number seven, make a competitive offer. I cannot stress this enough. A lot of people, I mean, right now is a seller's market. Don't get me wrong. People are trying to buy. A lot of people are trying to buy. You list your home right now, you might get an offer within two to three hours in Calgary. That's how crazy it is. And I know in Vancouver, it's even more competitive and in Toronto, it's even more competitive, but in Calgary, it's up there nowadays. It is getting, the market is getting extremely hot. And as we get into the summer months, it's only gonna get hotter, pun intended. So we wanna talk about making the competitive offer. So I, um, a good mentor of mine once said to me, we were on a Zoom chat and a seller asked him, there was a home listed for 585. And my uh, sellers asked my mentor saying, or my buyers, or the buyers asked the, my mentor saying, hey, what do you think they're gonna take for this home? And it's a seller's market, right? So my mentor said straight up, you know what? I don't know how much they'll take, but I know, I, I don't know how much exactly they'll take, but I bet you they'll take 585 because that's what they listed at. That's what the market is at right now. I mean, obviously as a realtor, I do have access to see how many days on the market and the condition of the home and the viewings that all plays a factor. Do not get me wrong. But at the end of the day, you don't want to, figuratively put a slap on the face of a uh, seller that's trying to sell their home, right? They're trying to sell their home. They believe they priced it, right? And you should respect the fact that they priced it, right? They priced it at 585. They're probably wanting 585. If you go in at 500, they're not going to think you're serious and your realtor is going to not think you're serious. And then it's going to look like you're wasting everybody's time. And that's not what you want to be achieving. If you want a home, and you're happy with the home that you want to buy, make a competitive offer. I mean, real estate is a game almost. You got to, it's almost like a, I don't know, like Tetris, I think it's what it's called or something like that, where you got to fit in the pieces, right? It's all, it's a game where you got to fit in the pieces. So if you ask your realtor, how much do you think they'll take? Well, they might just take list price right? I mean, obviously, if it's been on the market for 200 days or 300 days, then yeah, let's go a little bit below list price. But it's only been on the market for a week, tons of showings, it's in great condition. They're asking 585. Well, I bet they'll take 585. And that's, that's main main thing competitive offers, because you want to show the sellers, your seriousness, it's always good to make and bring a competitive offer to your table to the table 
it might also give you an upper hand on negotiations when it comes into a multiple offer situation. Because say you offer 500 and somebody else offers 585, who do you think the seller is going to accept? Obviously the 585 deal, right? It doesn't matter if you have a pre-approval. It doesn't matter if you your home inspection passes, all that. The sellers want their home sold for top dollar almost. And if somebody's going to buy for 585 compared to your 500, well, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty fair for them. Now, number eight, we're going to talk about closing in general. Like we talked about the closing costs. We got the lawyers and all that. But let's talk about closing in general. So we found a home. You put an offer, it's got accepted. Now we got to talk about closing. We want to prepare everything. First of all, are you renting or are you buying or did you own your previous home? If you're renting, are you in a lease? If you're not in a lease, did you give your notice? If you're owning, what do you plan on doing that? Do you plan on putting that in the market? Do you plan on renting it out? All that you want to have prepared almost before closing. But you want to have a general idea at the whole process, what you're planning to do with your home. But you also want to prepare for the closing. So you want to know what's happening with your home or if you're owning it. You are you selling it? Are you planning to rent it out? Are you going to do are you going to renovate it and then sell it? Like you want to know what's kind of have a general general idea of what's going on. Another thing you got to do is you got to plan for, you know, your furniture moving. You got to plan for you know, any, you've got a plan for possession date. Are you going to, your electricity is going to be set up, your heating, all that cable, internet. Everybody needs internet these days. Is your internet going to be ready at home? You know, all that you want to be prepared for. So closing is a big, big deal. You want to make sure everything is lined up and ready. Now, with that being said, I'm going to walk you through a general general I keep saying general i don't know why we're going to walk you through a general process of buying a home now let's start from the beginning so for all of you that know me customer service reigns supreme for me my number one goal as a realtor is to make sure you are happy and satisfied nothing else you don't like this home that's fine let's find another one Let's find another one. Let's find another one. DJ Khaled, shout out. We want to make sure that you're happy in the home that you're buying. I don't want you to purchase a home just because you think you have to purchase a home. No. If it takes us one day or one year to find you your dream home or the dream that you're happy or the dream that you're happy in, the home that you're happy in, that's what we'll do. Because... I don't want you to be unhappy in a home that you don't, that you're living in. So that's the number one thing. Customer service. We got to find you the home that you love. So we found a good, like a great home for you. You're happy with it. It's got everything you need. You know, it's got four bedrooms for you, your wife, your two kids, guest. You know, you got your front lane garage, very important here in Calgary with the snow. As I'm making this podcast, it is minus 32 outside. I haven't been outside in like three days. It is gross. I need to move to Miami. But anyway, as I digress, let me move 
true, 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 true. Let me get back on schedule. So you've found the home. It's got everything you need. So you come to me and you say, you know what, Alex? I am ready. Let's make an offer. Okay, great. What do you want to put it? What offer do you want to make them? You know, Alex, it's listed at 585. It's been on the market for a month. Let's go in at 575. Sounds great. Let's write up an offer. Have you gotten pre-approved for financing? You tell me yes. Perfect. So we've got you pre-approved for financing. So that's done. Do you know any home inspectors? No. Perfect. Here's a list of home inspectors that I recommend I've worked with personally. Here you go. Give them a call. Let me know what you think. Otherwise, feel free to search on your own for a home inspector. I always recommend everyone to get a home inspection. It may look pretty on the outside, but you do not know what's going on in those walls or you don't know what's going underneath those or what's going on underneath the floor. You just don't know. You don't know what's going on in the attic. You don't know how the roof condition is. Unless you're a home inspector yourself, you just don't know. So you always want to get a home inspection done. All that is going to be written into the contract. So we have something called a condition period. So the condition period is about seven to 10 business days, depending on what, what your timeline is for buying a home. So we wrote up an offer and it gets approved or it gets, they're happy with the offer, it gets accepted. So offers accepted, now we have 10 days for financing to get approved, like actually approved instead of the pre-approval, actually approved. And we need to get the condition or the home inspection. Once we get those two, we can waive conditions. So we got the home inspection coming in at some point, some point in those 10 days, as well as we got your financing going through your mortgage, uh, mortgage advisor or mortgage broker. So you, you get that all started in that condition period because you want them done within that 10 days so you could waive conditions. Once you waive those conditions, it is now a final sale. So in, in, in those conditions periods, you know, you could add, you know, say the home inspection, oh, place needs a new, not a new roof, but you know, it needs some work on the roof or it needs some electrical work or something like that. Now that's when you can negotiate on the price a little bit. Hey, I don't mind fixing it, but take some, take some, something off that, that price, or I need that fixed before I purchase it. That's when we'll add a term to the contract where we'll say before closing or closing date or possession date, I want this fixed. So the contract will, will look like that, you know, we'll have, I mean, just to make it simple, say we wrote a contract on February 1st and we'll have condition date on February 14th, Valentine's day. And then we'll have closing date on March 1st. So that's about a month. So by February 14th, you want to make sure that you are satisfied with the home inspection and you have your financing in order because if you waive your financing condition and you do not get approved for financing and it's now past condition date and you waived your conditions, you are on the hook for 585 or 75, I think we said on the contract, you are on the hook for $575,000 to the sellers, straight up. So you want to make sure 
that you're approved for your mortgage. So you gotta get the approval, you gotta get that home inspection. And if you're buying a condo, you might wanna review the condo docs. Um, we're not gonna talk about condos right now. Let's just focus, let's just talk about a home. So you got home inspection, you've got your financing, everything's good. We waive conditions. It is now a final sale. On March 1st, that home is going to be yours. So what do we do now? So now the realtor at this point checks up on you, make sure the process is going smoothly. But the hands are out of, um, the realtor cannot be involved anymore. He could relay messages, but it's between now the lawyer and the mortgage advisor. Or, yep, the lawyer and the mortgage advisor, they coordinate how to bring the funds from the mortgage, from getting it from your mortgage to the seller's pocket. And that's what they work together with. And at this time, a lawyer, or the my job as a realtor is to help out the process in any way. So let's recap here. So we got approved our accepted offer for 575. We've got waived conditions. And now we're in the closing time. So during this closing time, like I said, you wanna be verifying, making sure, giving your lawyer any information they need, giving your mortgage advisor any information they need. And you wanna go through the whole process. You wanna learn from the process. That's the number one thing I always say to first time home buyers, learn from the process. Um, what was, was it the Philadelphia 76ers? You know, you got to trust the process, trust the process, ask questions, ask all kinds of questions. Like, like my grade four teacher once told me, there's no such thing as a stupid question, especially in real estate, things could get complicated. So find out what's happening in the process. You want to find out, you know, Hey, Hey, lawyer. What is going on with this? Can you explain it with me? Can you walk me through it so I know what's happening? And nine times out of 10, they'll be more than happy to walk through it with you. So that's what you wanna find out. You wanna ask questions, you wanna find out the process. And that all happens in that February 14th to March 1st timeline. That's the closing time. So you got your condition period waived because your financing got approved, your home inspection's good to go. Now you got closing time where the lawyers work hard, the mortgage advisor works hard, getting every time everything together. So now it's March 1st, everything's good to go. You got your, you, the finances are in order, the lawyers have transferred everything, the title is now in your name. What happens now? How do you get the keys? Well, I'm back. Alex Corona, real, realtor is back. He's here to tie the whole thing together, make sure you're happy, make sure you're, you know, you're excited. And we, I, we get the keys, I give you the keys, we head inside, and it's your home. So that's basically a rundown of how it happens. Like I said, there's many, many steps on what it takes to buying a home. It's not as simple as saying, I like this home, let's get it. So, like I said, like you wanna, like we'll start from the very beginning here, just do a quick recap before I let you guys go here. 
you have so you have all these steps right so you got your you want your debt to be almost wiped clear you want no issues you want a little bit of emergency fund you got to have your down payments you got to have your clothes it's not a cheap process you know um buying a home is cheaper than renting in the long run but that one-time payment is that hurts <laughs> it hurts the bank account a little bit but look at the law real estate is an investment renting is not renting gives you freedom don't get me wrong i mean you're tied into what a year lease whereas mortgage you're tied into 25 years of payments minimum so you got to look at that right but in the long run it is cheaper so you got to look at um all your costs right you got closing costs you got i mean you don't have to pay me you don't have to pay your realtor but you do have to save for closing costs save for your down payment save for all of that so we got all that done now we want talked about the neighborhood you want to make sure you're in the neighborhood that you love if you're not in the neighborhood that you love then it better be a very nice home because community I mean, maybe not so much these days because of COVID. A lot of people working from home. A lot of people like me not leaving their homes in three to four days. Minus 32, you can see why. But you still want that sense of community, you know, saying hi to your neighbor or stuff like that, right? So neighborhoods do play a factor. You want to research, you know, is there school? If you have kids, is there schools nearby where they can walk five minutes, you know, are you close to work once COVID's over? You know, it's small commute time. Are you close to major roadways so that it, you know, it's easier? Um, are you in a cul-de-sac where your kids could, you know, play on the streets or something like that? So you want to look at all of that and you want to see if the community is good for you. You know, if you're an outdoors person, are you near parks or lakes? All that does play a factor. So you want to look at all of that as a whole. Then we talked about, what did we talk about? We talked about making that competitive offer. Like I said, with these interest rates being so low, 1.74 at the time of recording, February 6th, 2021, Patriot, or not Patriots, Tom Brady, Buccaneers just won the Super Bowl. So you want to make that competitive offer, right? A lot of people are trying to buy. You want to stand out. You want to make that competitive offer to the sellers to show that you're serious and you are ready to buy that home. Because if you want that home and you make a competitive, off, competitive offer, you will get that home. So next we'll talk about that. We talked about closing. Now at the end, here self plug a little bit let's talk about what kind of realtor you want to look for or what you want to look for in a realtor realtors are here to streamline the process for you my job like i said i am very customer centric approach i have a very customer centric approach i make sure that you're happy in the home that you're living in you're not happy in the home you're living it in Let's not make an offer. If it's, uh, it's I, 
Well, that's not good enough for me. It needs to be great. So, and everybody has different tastes, right? You know, some people like the older character homes because you could feel the character in the home. A lot of people love that modern new homes. And in Calgary, everything's at still a great price. You could find newer homes here built 2021 for the 500s and they're beautiful front lane garage homes, you know, gas stoves, basement developed with a basement suite, little mortgage helper. And all of that is my job. My job is to find you what you want. You give me your criteria, I will give you a list by the end of the night, every single time. And if you don't like anything that I've shown you, I will look even further. I will dig, dig even deeper in my bag to find you that home because that's my job my jobs my jobs to streamline the process you don't need to be searching for homes that's my job i'll show you what you what you gave me as your criteria you tell me what you think if you like it great if you don't well let's look at another home let's look at another home so that's what i look for when uh that's what you want to look for when you're choosing a realtor you want a realtor that wants to help you find a home. I mean, at the end of the day, don't get me wrong, we're getting paid for it. We are getting paid for it. But the harder I work for you, the more satisfied you are, the more clients you could potentially bring me, you know, you'll say, well, that Alex, he, he knows his stuff. He loves real estate. And his customer service was impeccable. I was happy with the whole process. He explained everything to me. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't know everything about real estate. I really do not. I'm learning something new every day in real estate. But if I don't know the answer, I know where to go to find the answer. And that's the key. A lot of, a lot of people will act like they know the answer to every single real estate question. And they don't. Not everybody knows every question, but you got to know where to find the answer. And that's my job. That's what I love to do. I like, I love to help to the point where I could find you the answer that you're looking for. And I know quite a few realtors like that, you know, in Calgary and uh, in Vancouver, as many of you know, Vancouver is my hometown. Um, I'm going to plug Mindy Minhas. If you guys are looking for a home in Vancouver, Mindy Minhas, hit him up. Great guy. Um, and he works the same way. You know, it's very customer service centric, customer centric approach. And that's what real estate is about. We're in the customer service business. I want to make sure that you're happy. So to end this all off, give you guys a little conclusion. Um, yeah. Buying a home in 2021, what a time to be alive. It is low interest rates. It is seller's market right now. Don't get me wrong, but still an amazing time to buy because everybody's trying to buy. Why do you think it's a seller's market? Because everybody's trying to buy. There's low demand for homes because sellers know that. And now they're putting their homes on the market for a bit of a premium, but that's okay because of the low interest rates. So buying a home 2021 Calgary is hot. So let me know what you guys think of the podcast. Like I said, this is only my second podcast. I do apologize if I 
you know, said things two, three times. If I use some words out of context, you know, I apologize. Uh, any feedback, if you guys want to give me any feedback, I'm going to be posting this on my Instagram at Corona Realty, self plug. And let me know what you guys think. Shoot me a DM, shoot me a text, give me a call. And, you know, I always like hearing some of the boys and girls uh, voices when they call me. So give me a call. Let's talk real estate. Let's talk sports. Let's talk life. And I want to thank you guys once again so much for listening. I apologize if, like I said, I rambled on a little too much. And um, have a great day. Stay warm if you're in Calgary, Vancouver, my boys, my girls. Enjoy that weather. I've seen your stories on Instagram. It looks amazing. And yeah, take care. Okay, love you, bye.